G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Vision 180. Live different. Different. All right, well, let's get started. Uh, let's go back to when you started in music. I believe that you started writing songs at the age of 12. So young. Did you know, like when you were 12, music is what I want to do for the rest of my life? Or did you have another career and that was kind of a side project? You know, I think um, I did not think I was that great at writing songs. Um, I liked doing it, but it, it was definitely just a, a fun thing. And I went to uni for a while for music for um for business for math engineering and i kind of i kind of was a little lost um and i ended up studying spanish and it was spanish that kind of led me back to music full-time so okay so you grew up in california is that right in america Yes, in uh north of los angeles california okay so how did you fall into spanish yeah so i just loved it I, I, my family doesn't speak Spanish. They're not, uh, Latino, Hispanic at all. And, um, but LA is 60% Spanish speaking. And so it was just, you know, I would come across so many people that spoke Spanish and it it just, you know, fascinated me. Um, I was always confused at how, you know, why do Europeans speak so many languages and we only speak, you know, I feel like I barely speak English and, um, you know, and, so I wanted to be able to talk to people. And so I was taking Spanish class and I said, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to really do it. Um, and I had no idea that that was going to open up so many doors later on in life. Wow. So how how long did it take you to be able to speak fluently? Whew. Um, you know, it's kind of like a, a continuum where, you know, at some point you, you just wake up one day and I mean, after a few months of being there, you'll just, you, you know, it. I would have headaches every day just thinking so hard of you know what are they saying what am i trying to say and then it was one day i realized i was thinking in spanish wow and that's what kind of blew my mind was that i now was not just translating in my, in my head and so i mean it took it took a few years but it was always on and off um and so you know i i'm i'm pretty persistent with reading in spanish with re- listening to music with you know having a lot of friends that speak spanish so it's it's been, you know, I think it's a lifelong journey. Wow, that's so cool. I've always wanted to learn another language. We lived in um, Whistler in Canada and there was a lot of people that spoke Spanish and we started to learn with like the YouTube videos and we didn't get very far. But, uh, oh, yeah. But it's a fun language. Keep at it. Yeah, we should. Yeah, it's, and it's really a beautiful language. And, uh, you know, just to be able to go and, um, you know, and, and feel comfortable in a different place because you can, you know, understand what the signs say and what, you know, how to tell a, a taxi where to go. It's been, it's, you know, I, it, I love it. So you love it so much. You've been producing heaps of albums in Spanish. Your album Desesperado, it's out now in two different languages. What's it like writing songs like in Spanish and in it's English? It's a lot of work. Um, you know, it's, but it's, it's actually, you know, just something that I naturally started doing. Um, I would write a song in one language and it would, you know, didn't, it wasn't always in English. It would sometimes start in Spanish. And then I would 
realized that I really wanted to say this to more people and to, you know, in a way that more people would understand it. And so, um, you know, I started with a few songs early on, earlier on in my career, but Desesperado was the first album that, you know, the entire album was basically um, rewritten in two languages. Wow. So what was written first, English or Spanish? Desesperado we wrote first in Spanish. Be All Right we wrote first in Spanish. Um, you know, some songs like Praying for the Same Things was in English first and then rewritten. So it's it's really like, you know, I kind I depending on who I'm with and just what the first line kind of comes out because sometimes I'll you know I'll I write a lot of things in the shower and <laughs> whatever whatever it is that's what I record. <laughs> that's awesome. So when you have, I'm trying to figure out how how you do this. So if you have a song in English. And then you've got, it's the same melody and the same timing, but then you have to translate it into another language. Does it always like fit or do you have to kind of tweak it a, tweak it a bit so it fits in with the melody? Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of how I write in, in either language though, is like I know the, the melody and kind of first before I know exactly what I'm going to say. I mean, I might have like a broad idea, but then I try to fit words that make sense, you know, and tell the story that I'm trying to tell. Um, and so it, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of my, you know, the way I write, um, because I don't write the lyrics first, I don't have to match them with the melody. I have to match, you know, the, the rhythm I've written first with, with the, um, the lyrics. And so it makes it kind of, uh, fun. And also I kind of write sometimes knowing I'm going to do that. So it like, that does help a little bit because I'm not, I'm not limited to, hey, this is someone else's song, I need to get their approval. As long as I'm happy with it, you know, I can I can do what I want. So your album, can you say, can you say it for me? I've been saying Desesperado and I feel like I'm saying it in an Australian accent. Pretty when good. you said it, it sounded so much better. <laughs> How do you say, so, can you say it for me? Yeah, in Spanish, it would be Desesperado. Desesperado. Yeah, Desesperado. Desesperado. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you're pretty good. Thanks. You're pretty good. All that, all that, uh, those YouTube classes help. Yeah, I got to keep working on that one. <laughs> so this album, Desesperado, what is the message that you want to get across as a whole? Yeah, you know, I wrote a lot of it um, right before COVID and before the pandemic, and a lot of it, you know, came out of a, a year I was in um, seminary and taking a lot of theological classes and. So there's songs like Be Alright, there's songs like Praying for the Same Things, which are meant to just kind of really dive into difficult, um, sticky situations where like a lot of people, you know, we say, you know, one-liners like, um, you know, God uh, works all things for the good of those who love him. And, you know, it's kind of like thrown around like, hey, I'm sorry you're in pain, but uh, here you go. And instead, it's, you know, some of the songs like Be My Shalom, Be Alright, um, uh, for the same things, dive into those painful circumstances and, and it's just life. Like every, you know, no one can avoid it and saying, Hey, like I, you know, I'm there with you. I get it. Um, maybe I can give you some more, some words and articulate, but I can also give you hope that yeah. that's not the end. So good. I'm loving be all right. I think that's one of my favorites on the album. Um, you, you just touched on that then. Can you dive deeper into that one? Um, how did that one come about? What was the inspiration behind it? So I had I went over to Redimidos' house. He's the um, hip-hop, Dominican hip-hop artist that's on the song. 
And we wrote a song in the morning and we went to, to lunch and he said, hey, let's write another song. This is January of 2020. And he said, I just want to tell people that are suffering from anxiety and depression that it's going to be okay. And so we're speaking in Spanish. And so that line was todo va a estar bien. And so I go into the room and we get back to his house and, and it just kind of came out. It wasn't, you know, this, this big, long plan. It was just um, really something that was God-breathed. And, and the chorus came out, and then he wrote his, his part. And so when, when COVID hit, you know, we had no idea that that was going to happen in January. We realized it was a perfect song. And he didn't want it to be like a COVID song. And I, I, said, <laughs> I said, hey, this, is a, this isn't necessary. It's something that people need to hear right now. And so we released it, and there was this huge reaction. And I said, I want my friends and family to, to know, to hear that as well. And so I redid it in English. I rewrote it and I based a lot of the second verse on what he had already said in the, in the Spanish version. And so um, we called up Danny Goki. He jumped on it and it was just off to the races. And, you know, the song has been, um, you know, the testimonies are incredible to hear people say that, you know, in, in some of their darkest moments, that song has helped them get, wow. get through. Yeah, it's uh, such a perfect time to release that one. I was wondering if it was around COVID, um, but not just COVID, like all the effects of COVID, even now, um, as we are still kind of getting through the uncertainty and what's happening in the world so far, to have a song that you can just play and know, hey, it's all right, God's got it, is um, it's so encouraging. Yeah, and that's what, you know, like I, I'm very grateful for that. It's also, you know, I don't want to be opportunistic, but I just want to tell people in the midst of that that, um, you know, God is good and, and, and as a brother in Christ, you know, I'm, I'm there, you know, and, and, and that they can, they can trust in, in God. How about, um, desesperado? <laughs> Every time I say it, I'm like, I'm saying this wrong. Oh, you're how... doing great. <laughs> Thanks. The encouragement. Um, how did that song come about? Was that an easy written song that just kind of happened or did that one take a bit more planning? You know, that one, um, that one was really fun. We wrote the Spanish one in one day. Um, I think we cool. did, we did change the chorus and, and I know we did, we wrote the bridge another day, but it's kind of like, you know, I wanted to bring a little Mark Anthony, a little Latin flavor to what I was doing. Um, and that song was just super fun. I mean, the, we wrote it all in Spanish, but the second verse had the same verse and it's kind of like a little like sung rap that goes in and out of Spanish. And, and that's what I was really hoping for um in in some of these songs that was that i can weave it in and out um in both languages and the song's just really fun and it's it's like a you know a, a really cool metaphor of just you know why i need why i need god and why i you know i've tried everything by myself and here i am you know lost in the desert and like like a prodigal son like but you take me back so it's a it's a really fun song that i you know i've heard a lot of people have uh started dancing to it so that's a, that's a good thing yeah, we're loving it on Vision 180. It was one of the first songs that I heard from you that made me go back and listen to all your music. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, you, you can't listen to it without like wanting to dance. It's so good. Oh, thank you. That's what I, that's what I always sound. That's actually, that's one cool thing about the Spanish language um, that every song is like a dance song pretty much. And you, you can't listen to it and sit still. Oh, yeah. And that's what's so amazing about their culture is that they all dance. Did you learn how to dance when you were putting all these songs together? I try. <laughs> and I think you know, that's, a, that's as far as I'll say. <laughs> <about that. laughs> 
I have a good time. That's the main thing, hey. So on your film clip for that song, Desesperado, you're on this island and it's stunning. Whereabouts is that? That is on the border of Haiti in the Dominican Republic. Wow. It was a beautiful place. I mean, it was, uh, you know, not a lot of amenities. Um, but, you know, we stayed in, in a pretty rustic area. Um, but we met some people that let us borrow a boat. And, you know, it was an absolutely stunning, incredible um, experience. We did lose a drone. Oh, no. Which was not my not my fault. I was just laying there on the on the beach. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was it was super fun. You got married in September last year, is that right? Yeah, we're almost six months married. Woohoo! Congratulations. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been an incredible incredible journey. My wife is amazing. I do not deserve her. Um, but you know that's <laughs> that's the you know the beauty of. <laughs> Of, of grace. Was it hard um, planning a wedding? Because it was right when kind of COVID was happening. Did you have to dodge restrictions or was it all good? Yeah, we had we got married further outside the city because um, there were less restrictions. And, you know, we were lucky, um, you know, just with everyone's health, everyone was fine. Um, but it was just, you know, we had less guests than we normally would have. But um, it was, you know, we had, all of our family was there and that was always so important. You were talking about on your track, praying for the same things, a reminder to be faithful in the waiting. How did that song come about? Was there a particular situation that you were praying about? Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a few things. There were, you know, I wrote it with some friends who we were all waiting for our spouses at that moment. Um, and that's definitely, you know, something that was real. But, you know, beyond that was, um, I was praying for my brother about some things that he was going through and just some family issues that, you know, I said, you know, God, it's been how many years and we're still dealing with this. Like when, when will it be okay? And when, when will it be all right? Um, and, you know, so that song came out and it was just, you know, I, I felt it was a little ironic just to say, God, it's me again. I'm here. Like, and I feel like you don't hear me. And so it just a really, cool song from you know uh, personally for for me just to be able to articulate you know the the struggle with praying and saying oh god i you know i need you to change me if, if, if the situation's not going to change i need you to change me and that's um and i think that's been a really cool message that we've been able to share yeah there's not many people that dive deep into that side of it because i think we're all in that situation where you could be praying for something over and over for years, but like sometimes God's timing isn't our timing and we have to be patient and it's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And I think the, the refining of our souls and who we are as people, you know, like we have to learn to roll with the punches. We have to learn to, um, you know, accept some harsh realities. And so, you know, that's a, that makes us stronger as, as human beings and as followers of Christ. And so, um, you know, learning to trust God is still good even when it hurts. Before we go, can you let us know what have you got planned? What's your goals for 2022? Oh, well, we are working on a documentary that um, we have been filming for the last few years um, about this bike ride adventure that I went on with some amazing people. And there were some incredible miracles that happened. Um, where we had some Paralympic athletes that came and they 
um, left walking. And so, you know, they, we bought them across that we bought them prosthetic legs. And so it's a really cool, uh, and actually, and, um, wow. a girl from Brisbane, uh, Australia was, was one of the key people that helped, um, make that happen. And so it was, yeah. it was really, really cool. And, um, beyond that, we're working on a, um, a book and some new music. And so, you know, I mean, hopefully, um, you know, all of Australia and, and, and all that area will hear more from, from Evan Craft very soon. Yeah. Are you planning any trips to Australia if COVID allows? You know, there's a Spanish church that invited me to Brisbane. Oh. So, you know, I'm just waiting for uh, the green light. and Amazing. I'll be there on a plane. Oh, if you do, I'll definitely be there. That'd be epic. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. Oh, thanks so much for your time, Evan. I really appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 